I just want to share very briefly before Pascova gives the message. That is that the book is miraculous. The Bible is a miraculous book. And it is God's word, actually, from his mouth that's been recorded through human instruments, whoever he chose. People were actually holy, but it didn't come from them. It came from him. So they were just uh, the instrument through which God recorded this word. So when we read the word, miracles happen because if we bring his word into our life and we're supposed to know his will, we can only know his will by his word. So everything comes back to the word. And that's what the devil doesn't want us to do. He will make us feel tired, make us feel uh, that we're too busy. His motto is, with all of the forces of hell, to get people who want to get close to God not to touch the book. If we understand that, I can know the will of God through the word, then I have to be one step ahead of the devil. And I have to start doing this. And there's a battle, and we've spoken about that before, that we have to actually push through to make him first, his word, because his word is life. Second thing is prayer. And prayer doesn't have to be fancy. It can just be, you know, did I talk to God at all today? To say thank you, God, at the end of the day, that's prayer. It's a small prayer, but it's still communication. That's another thing the devil wants to cut. When they want to destroy an army, Mike had brought this example from a friend of his who was in the in the army or the, in the military before, that the enemy will intercept the communication lines, right? If you want to disrupt a family, a nation, you want to intercept, especially when there's a conflict or there's a problem going on, intercept the communication. That's what the devil wants. So these two fronts, if we're lacking these, it's like we don't have any legs. No matter how much we try, we can't get far. So we have to understand and say, Lord, please give me the hunger. Lord, I, I need an appetite, Lord, for your word. And please help me to read. And some of you are reading. Many of you are reading. Praise God. But then maybe you're reading, but you're not talking to God enough. And so there's an imbalance. Maybe some are praying and crying out to God constantly. God, help me with this. Get me, help me with that. Thank you, God, for this. But we don't really read. And so our prayers are not really directed the way the Spirit of God wants it to be directed. We're not seeing the big picture. But do you know, out of the, what, almost 8 billion people in the world, maybe more, I'm not sure what the latest statistic is, every single human being who has access to the Word of God, and even if they don't, they have a heart, they can talk to God in their hearts. So the prayer, simple communication, even if we don't know too much, but you know what we have, the advantage that we have a proliferation and abundance of access to the living word through a physical book, through the electronic means, and we can just read it and say, Father, speak to me. And it is God's love letter to us. So when people say, well, I put God first and I know I have to put God first, you put God first and we hear prophecy, the only way it's going to be relevant to us is if we understand putting God first means giving priority, top priority to the word that's come out of his mouth. That it really means a lot to us more than anything else. So I'm going to give attention to it.
And if I don't feel like it or feel uh, something's holding me back, I get distractions, I'm tired, I got a headache. We need to know the devil is at work to prevent us from touching the book, from reading the book. And secondly, praying from our heart throughout the day. Praise be to God. 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 We um, heard all the prophecies. And if we remember, the day before yesterday, Monday morning, uh, during the morning call, as I prayed, God was bringing this to us. The importance of uh, holding on to what God has given, the promises, the prophecies God has given to us, and meditating on it day and night will cause us to prosper. I want to give two things that the Spirit of God is bringing to me at this hour. So we'll just go to Psalm 1, Psalm 1, Psalm chapter 1. Very important, this is very important. This message is uh, a message for life. This is the foundation for everything. No wonder God has placed it as the first Psalm in this book of Psalms. So Psalm 1, and I will read from verse 1 onwards. Many of you have memorized, and almost all of our Sunday school children, uh, you've all memorized this. And uh, it may be uh, very easy to recite, and and you may be familiar with it uh, when it comes to the words that are in this psalm. But uh, we want to know the spirit that is behind the letters that God has placed in his word. We've heard messages from this before. You can go back and listen to it. But... We need to hear what the Lord has for us today a little more deeper. God will take us, uh, you know, in the next few minutes. So Psalm chapter one, and I will read from verse one onwards. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. There's one word, or, or, or I should say one verse in this psalm, Psalm 1. It has six verses, I believe. And within the six verses, the first verse has what should not be there. If you want to be a vessel that will accomplish big things for God two things are necessary I've uh, taught on this before but God wants me to go over it again you need to do that which is necessary for your healing when it comes to your body if you have high blood pressure you should have you should have a low-sodium diet. You should do whatever it takes to bring that blood pressure, high blood pressure down. So if you are taking medicine, you can say, well, I'm taking a high blood pressure medicine, so I will eat salty food all day long. It doesn't work that way. If you have diabetes and you are on diabetes medicine you can say well i have the medicine 
So I will eat sweets and foods that contain sugar. I will eat ice cream. I will eat this. I will eat that. It's not going to do much. And if you want to water your garden, you need to have a hose that is free of sediments. No blockage there. If it is blocked, you can have water, but it's not going to flow through it. If the hose has some kind of a kink to it, it's bent somewhere, the water is not going to flow. It's going to block right there. It's going to stand. It's not going to pass through it. The blessings that God has for his people, they're more in number than the sand. God's word says, his blessings that God has in store for us, they are more than the stars of the sky and sand of the shore. God has so much in store for God's people. The blessings that God has through Jesus Christ, that comes from his suffering and from his death, is enough to meet a person's bodily needs, the material needs, and spiritual needs, emotional needs, and every need a person may have. So where is the lack coming from? God fulfills all our needs, all our lack with his fullness. So why is there this lack? When we understand the depths of God's blessings and the blockages that are there, we need to know. I have to do something about whatever is hindering me from being a recipient of that which God has for me. If he has so much money, for example, you have your credit card that has, say, $500 limit there, or even your bank card. You have $500 there. Then you go and you shop and you go to a store and you shop and say you're going somewhere and you shop four or five times and, and your credit card company thinks that, okay, there's some fraudulent activity and they block your account. And you go to the next store, you still have money there. Say you use $50 or $100 and you still have $400 left. But you have no access to it. Now you're going there and you buy another $50 worth of stuff and you are trying to make the purchase and it's coming out as declined. But you have money in the account. And you're wondering, I have money in the account. What happened? I'm not able to have access to it. What are you going to do at that point? I'm going to go depressed and say, I, I don't know. There's no money. But I know there's money. But it's not working. So I'm just going to sit down and cry? No. You're going to call your bank and you're going to see what happened and you're going to talk to someone and you're going to let them know what's going on. And you're going to have them release that hold. And after that, 
they'll say, after 10 minutes, you should be able to have access to it. Or after half an hour, you should be able to They'll say something. Once you hear that, you know that you will have access to it. And what do you do after that? You try it again. Now, this time it works. If it doesn't work, what do you do? You wait for a few minutes and you try again. If it doesn't work, then you're going to call the bank again. But you don't give up until the hold is removed, the block is removed. You do that which you need to do in order for you to have access to the funds that are available. God is speaking to us at this hour in very simple terms so that you can understand the principle of heaven, the principles that God has, the principles of heaven. And whatever we need to do, we need to know what we need to do. If we don't have knowledge of it, then we're not going to gain access to it. We need to know. You know how many times people don't know their their ATM pin code, and what do they do? They will not be able to get into the uh, ATM machine or into the bank because they don't have the access or they're not able to get in because they didn't know how to use their card. And they can go back home saying that this is useless. Can they throw that in the garbage can? No. Just because you don't know how to use it doesn't mean that it's invalid. No. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We need to know how to access the blessed things that God has for us. He has everything. He says, I have everything. I have deposited everything into your account. But if you don't use it, you lose it. We can live as beggars all the days of our lives and and cry saying that I think, you know, this is my cross and this is my path and keep sitting here and mourning and wailing. Meanwhile, that is not God's will. And God has given us everything, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. I want to take you deeper through the Spirit of God. I pray that God will enlighten your minds and he will cause you to understand and apply that which God will reveal to you a little more this night. The real blessing that comes from God will cause us to become inheritors of every blessing that he has for us. In order for us to be able to have access to the blessings, we need to be blessed. We need to be blessed. Blessed is the man or how fortunate is the person who does not have a block, whose account doesn't have a hold on it. That he has access to it. God is speaking at this hour. In order for you to have the blessings that comes from God, you shouldn't have a block. You shouldn't have a block in your house. Your account shouldn't have a hold. You need to have free access to God's resources that God has for you. He wants you to have it. He has everything deposited. 
He has everything deposited into your account. If he has everything deposited into your account already, but you're starving yourself saying that, well, I'm not having anything and my dad didn't put anything in my account and that's why I don't have it. God says, oh no. Oh no. You have, it's grieving to God. God wants you to become an inheritor of every blessing that God has for you. So in order for you to be able to have access to that, God says, the block that is there, you need to remove that. Very easy, isn't it? You have to do whatever it takes to push that sediments out of there, to take that which is obstructing the flow of that water through that host, and then that host becomes useful. You can actually get that water. You can water your grass or water your trees or water your farm. God says, make sure you don't deny access to your own blessings by taking ungodly counsel. That means partnering with darkness. When you partner with darkness, you put a block. You put a block to the blessings of God. God's blessings are there. But you block your blessings by doing the opposite to what God has told you to do. When you stand, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Three things, very simple. Three simple things that God has placed before us here. Don't take ungodly counsel. Don't partner with evil. Don't sit with the mockers and be sarcastic. Don't do that. Don't receive ungodly counsel. That means your ideas, your input, shouldn't be from ungodly source. That ungodly source could be ungodly influence. It could be media. It could be ungodly people. It could be ungodly influence through whatever it may be. Literature. God says, when that block is there, you won't be led by God because someone else is already leading you. When that block is there, the access to the blessing of God will be denied. And who is actually denying that? Not God, you. You're blocking your own blessing. When that block is removed, that means when you don't partner with darkness, then you have this access to that which God has for you. Again, there are two parts to it. The first part is remove the block. Whatever block that is there to your blessings, remove it. Ungodly counsel. You know, there are people who will always say negative things. 
when there's something good, they'll say, oh, that's not going to work. When God tells you do something by faith, ungodly counsel will be, oh, that'll be foolishness to do that. And that's not practical. And that's not going to happen. And, and if you do this, you know, it's going to be dangerous and all kinds of things, opposite things they will say. People who are led by fear are bound to impart fear in the hearts of those who partner with them. People who are proud are bound to impart pride in the hearts of those who partner with them. God is speaking to our hearts. It's very important. People who are angry, the Bible says, don't go with an angry person lest you learn his ways. It's important to know who you are with and what you're listening and what you're letting into your mind, your spirit. Whether it's blocking you from receiving God's blessings. Now, don't tell me that. Pastor Kruber said, Bible says if you're with an angry person, it's not good for you. So my husband is angry or my wife is angry. So I'm walking out on them tomorrow. No. If you are married and if you have a spouse who has a bad temper, God can change them. And you, if you are a believer, you don't have to learn his or her ways. But your light can drive out their darkness. That's how much power a believer has. But this is talking about not a marriage relationship with people who are already married. But this is talking about people who are partnering with others who are not their spouse. Even if your spouse is negative, doesn't mean that you should partner with them. There's a difference there. Agreeing with someone who is doing evil, that means the husband says, well, I'm signing here because if we do this, we'll get more money and you have to sign when it's a lie. And I've known people who are married, but they will sign as if they are separated. They lie on their taxes to get more money. Is it right before God? No. It's wrong. Partnering with evil. We need to do that which is right before God. If a spouse says, you need to do this, but it's wrong. Go buy alcohol for me or smoke with me or do drugs with me. At that point, A wife can't say, well, I want to be an obedient wife, so I will do that. No. At that point, you're submitting to Satan. Partnering with ungodly counsel doesn't have to be overt sin. But even sitting and talking evil, despising someone, Mocking others. Wishing evil on someone and speaking bad about someone. Those are all corruption that can corrode your soul. 
to keep you from receiving the blessings that comes from God. Now, if you have to warn your spouse about a thief that's lurking by a house, you should. That's not gossip. There are husbands and wives who will get a bad feeling about someone who is not good. They will warn their spouse. That is important. That's wisdom. And if you see something going wrong and you tell your wife or your husband about it in order to protect them, protect your children, that's important. That's not gossip. You see something happening in the church, you must tell your pastor. That's not gossip. That's caring for your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's caring for your own family and the family of God. When you don't do that, you are not protecting your family. When you try to say, I don't want to look bad. I want to look good in the eyes of everyone. Those who are doing wrong and those who are doing right. That's actually not going to help you. It's not going to help them. It's not going to bless you in any way. But in this context, the Spirit of God is speaking to us. Something deeper. We must understand. The partnership with darkness will keep us from the blessings of God. We can get prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. Nothing will happen to us if we walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In short, if we are led by the flesh, if we are led by darkness, if we give ourselves over to fear, over to anger, over to unbelief and you react to your surroundings based on what others say and not what God says. At that point, you become ineligible for the blessings of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. We compromise our holiness so that we can get a promotion. If we compromise our holiness so that we can look like the world while we are at our workplace. If we compromise our holiness and scorn and laugh at someone who is not there or put someone down while they are there. Because the one who is scorning is your boss and you want to look good in front of your boss then you will not be blessed in the areas that God wants to bless you because you're sitting in the seat of the scornful. You're standing in the paths of sinner. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to have heaven's resources and you need to be a channel that is free of filth, You should be a channel that is free of filth. Nothing should block you from receiving your blessing. God says, when that block is not there, then you will be eligible to receive the blessings that comes from God. And that's just part A. What's part B? What's the 
second side to it. God says, verse 2. Block is not there. The block is removed. Something else needs to be done. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. This is where the connection is. You can be a host that is free of sediments. You can be a host that is straight without a kink. It's really doing good. You can even look like a brand new host. But if you're not connected to the water supply and the water's not on, you're not going to get the water through that hose. You don't need to have a hold in your account. Everything is there. But if you don't swipe your card, if you don't do what you should do in order to get access to your money that has been kept for you, and you don't enter your PIN number. You don't swipe that card that's been given to you. You're not going to be able to withdraw the funds that have been deposited into your account. If you're not connected to that water supply, that house will become useless. In order for you to be able to receive that which God has for you. You need to be free from obstruction and you need to be connected to the supply. How do you do that? You need to cherish that which God has given. And this is what the Lord spoke to us two days ago, Monday morning, the morning call. That you... Lay hold of every word that God has spoken and delight in it. That means you exercise your faith. That means you happily as happily, just like how you happily received it in the house of God. When the word came or during the morning call, when the word came, be happy over that word that God has given. And take that and meditate on it. The word that God has given to you. Take that word and meditate on it. And the Lord gives the word, you know. He'll tell you do something and he'll tell you not to do something. Do your part. Take that word, meditate on it. And how do you meditate? The Bible says you meditate on it by delighting in it. And you meditate on it day and night. That means you're so happy about it. You know that this is going to work. You know that this will come to pass. You take that and you bring it before yourself. Bring it before God with excitement, with expectation, with gratitude. And then now you're going to meditate on it. 
think about it what god has spoken and you know this is going to happen you thank god for it day and night day and night all that god has spoken it's important we to lay hold of it day and night when you do that god says the result is going to be 100% the result is going to be 100% every prophecy that god has spoken will come to pass the result will be 100% in the lives of those who don't have the obstruction to the blessings of god and to those who really want the blessings of god and say i'm going to take that and i'm going to withdraw from that account then when meditate on it day and night it has to be that important to you meditate on it day and night because the resource is from heaven the supply is from heaven the result is going to be heavenly not earthly 100% 100fold whatever you do will prosper spiritually physically in every way god says you will prosper god will bless you when you make god your priority by doing these two things very important one is removing everything that is hindering you from drawing near to him until this delighting in him delighting in his word see the meditation part consists of praying and reading what god has given to you his word they both go hand in hand that's why you call it part b the part a is where the self examination comes into play part a is where the cleansing has to be there part a is where the purification the sanctification has to be there a cup that is not sanctified cannot be useful for god so you need to examine yourself and see how's my mind where am i getting my counsel from for some people internet is their god google is their father god help us for every single thing they'll run whatever earthly advice they get they'll go for it they're not led by god for some people weatherman is their god for some people news is their god god is speaking to hearts today where is your counsel coming from are you valuing that which god has spoken to you are you valuing that which god has spoken to you if you value that which god has spoken to you then you will do that which you should do which is meditate on what god has spoken day and night 
Seek the counsel that comes from God and do it. Don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't say it's okay for me to do what the rest of the people are doing. No. You don't want any kind of blockage that will keep you from receiving that which God has for you. It is yours. God has everything that you need for this world and the world to come stored up for you. You don't want to block that from you. You'll say, Lord, I desperately need you. I need your blessings. I want to be blessed and I want to be a blessing. We can pray all those things. Good desires. But we need to take away that which is blocking us from receiving that which God has for us. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't do what the media says. Don't do what the newspaper says. Don't do what the internet says. Seek God and seek his face. If God has spoken to you, then make sure you do it. Let God lead you. Let your counsel come from God Almighty. Don't partner with darkness. Don't give room to sarcasm. And don't be with people who scorn others, belittle others, and put them down. Be different. Be someone who will delight in the word of God and the promises that God has given. See, if I don't value what God has spoken, and I don't even know what he said, how is that going to be fulfilled in your lives? How will it be? When you lay hold of it, when you give priority to it, when you say, this is important to me and I will, hold on to it then you're going to see that come to pass in a miraculous way in your life it's going to it's going to manifest in every area of your life producing miraculous heavenly results God is speaking to our hearts at this hour so don't give room to anything that will keep you from your eternal blessings Eternal blessings are blessings that will be given by God to those who don't block themselves from his blessings. Eternal blessings are blessings that God will give for all those who seek him first, his kingdom first. How do you seek God's kingdom first? If you have all these garbages in your life that are blocking you from God's blessings. Seeking God first means removing every block that will obstruct you from God himself. That's part of seeking God. Delighting in what God has spoken is part of seeking God. That 
contains God's word and prayer. That's what meditation is. When you take his word and you bring it before God, bring it before yourself, and you think about it, and you believe that this is for you, you bring into the earthly realm that which God has spoken in the heavenly realm. You're bound to see results 100% of the time. And you can see a hundredfold blessings. Such a person, God says, will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. This is a blessing that God has given to us. God has spoken to us this night. It's a how to gain access. Something that we know. We might have heard it many times in many different ways, but today is different. Because today should be the day where you're going to say, I am really going to work on removing everything that is obstructing me from having access to the eternal wealth that God has for me in Christ Jesus. Spiritual wealth, physical wealth, material wealth, everything, every blessing that God has for you. You can have access to it if you make sure that you clear out everything that is obstructing you from your blessing, the blesser. You make sure that you give priority to God his word, his presence. Make sure your counsel comes from God and not from this world. Make sure you put God first and not this world. Make sure your priorities are right. Really, you take time. If you have to clean something, it takes time. But once it's clean, you feel so good. You can do a lot more when things are clean. It has to start somewhere. God says, start removing that which is obstructing your walk with God. It may be small things. It may look like small things. But you know, small things, when it's accumulated, can cause big blocks. Many small things. God says, let there be no hindrance. Let there be no hindrance to your blessing. God doesn't want you to lose any blessings he has for you. And the Lord says, don't lose that which I have for you. Because I want you to have it. That's why I'm giving it to you. You love your family. You sacrifice and even you without eating, you give them your food. And if you see that they didn't eat it, they just kept it to the side. And it's just sitting there, rotting. How will you feel? Why did I even give this to them? I could have just kept it myself. That's how God will feel. When you don't make use of the blessings of God, because he wants to see you well. God wants to see you well. God wants to see you healthy. God wants to see you happy. God wants to see you 
grow. God wants to see you multiply. God wants to see you useful in his kingdom. God wants to bless you and he wants to make you a blessing. But in order for that to happen, you need to put away everything that's blocking you from God. Everything that is blocking you from the blesser and the blessing that he has for you. And you need to do that which you should do by receiving that which he has given to you. Meditating on his word day and night. Let that become your priority. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be blessed by you. And in order for that, I will work on removing the blocks that are there. Whatever it is, I will remove it. God will do mighty things in your life. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this night. The word that you've given to us is life. Not a single word will return void. And I thank you for this word that you have given, Lord. This word is life to us. I pray that your people may take this word and truly apply. May they become serious with their lives, O Lord. Not let any kind of ungodly counsel come, Father, into their ears, into their minds, into their homes. May they be tight, Father. With their doors, may they have that control, Father. May they not compromise their holiness for anything, Lord. Bless you, people. May they not be found in the midst of scorners. Let there be a thorough cleansing that is taking place, Father. I pray that you bless your people. Cause them to inherit every blessing you have for them. May they be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth the fruit in their season. Lord, may holiness be found in the inwardmost parts of their beings. Bless them. May they not partner with bitterness. May they not partner with anger. May they not partner with immorality. May they not partner with unforgiveness. May they not partner with gossip and slander. May they not partner with laziness. May they not partner with jealousy. May they not partner with greed. May they not partner with anything that is not of you. Lord, I pray to bless your people. May they meditate on your word day and night. May they not do that which they shouldn't. May they do that which they should. I pray. May they attach themselves day and night with the power supply, with the wellspring of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you, people, Father. 
this night. May the living waters continue to flow freely. May there be no obstruction, Lord. That they may become well-watered gardens, bringing forth the fruit in this season. Thank you, Father. May your radiance be upon them in Jesus' name. May their lives, O Lord, bring glory and honor to your great name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for doing this. I bless them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That they become everything that you call them to be. That their lives, O oh Lord, may become a great blessing to your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for this divine word that you've given. The word from God in season. But do prosper them because you want them, the Lord Jesus Christ. May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all. Now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.